Hello weebs, new and old, and welcome back to Gateway to the Anniverse, the podcast that aims to guide an anime novice through the weird, wide, and wonderful... Hello weebs, new Japanese. and old, and welcome to the Gateway He's to the Anniverse. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> and here is our novice, Will. Hello Will, how are you this week? I'm fine, thank you Sam. I'm in a great mood. I've had my coffee, I'm drinking my water, I'm ready to talk about a show that we've got this week. How are you? You alright? I'm also very good today. I- Yep, I've got a, a nice beverage by my side. The temperature's cooled off because it's the evening, and I'm ready to talk about some anime. All right. Um, for those of you that don't know, uh, this is a show where we talk about anime. We talk about three episodes of a particular anime that Sam gives us, or a movie, or like a series of a show that I've caught up on. We we do what we want basically, and we talk about anime. Um, uh, but there me are from- no rules. That's the only rule. Right, uh, and the only other rule is tell a friend about the podcast, um, because then uh, we get people listening to our podcast. Um, it's the opposite of Fight Club. It's like you don't speak about Fight Club, but you do speak about the podcast. Uh, that's <laughs> you gonna... tell everybody. Yeah, there is only one rule. Um, that's our thing. That's our thing. Boom. Right. From now on, there is only one rule. Tell people about the podcast. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. I love it. Well, well. Te- what should people tell their friends that they're watching today? Oh, uh, okay. What we're watching today. So this week we are discussing me from the point of view of a noob, Sam from the point of view of the expert. We are watching a big hype thing that apparently is popular at the minute. Uh, Demon Slayer. Yes. This week we are watching Demon Slayer or Kimetsu no Yaiba, literally the blade of demon's destruction. Uh, it is a Japanese manga series which was written and illustrated by Koyoharu Gotoge. I'm probably butchered the pronunciation there. Uh, it ran from February 2016 to May 2020 with 23 volumes. So it has finished now. And the anime adaptation aired from April to September in 2019 with the sequel film Mugen Train releasing last year in 2020. We follow our two main characters, Tanjiro and Nezuko, two siblings wrought with trauma who are dragged into a world of demons and demon slayers. Will, hello. can you tell me and tell the rest of the audience what's going on in these first three episodes? Give us a brief overview. Okay, brilliant. So thank you for the wonderful introduction. Can I just ask um, about the volumes no. and stuff? That Shut up. There was 23, <laughs> you say there's 23 <laughs> volumes written? Yeah. That's a lot, right? Is that a lot? That's... For a shonen, it's pretty. Is that kind of mid? Does a volume r- sometimes roughly equate to an episode, depending on how they want to distribute the content? No, a volume no. runs at about ten to twelve chapters usually, and an right. episode tends to adapt maybe two chapters per episode. Sometimes they adapt more depending on what's happening per chapter. So how so? How long is this anime? Because I thought this anime was quite short. Is it only like? Two core or something. Yeah, it's a two core show. It runs at 26 episodes. So they've managed to condense the entire 23. Because that seems like a lot of content to put into. And the movie. To squeeze down into 26 episodes. Yeah. Yeah, no, it doesn't adapt the entire story. It just okay. adapts the first couple of arcs. And then the movie, Mugen Train, adapts another shorter arc that takes place after the series. And we're getting season two right. this year, this summer. Okay, that's what that, that, that clarifies things. I was just wondering whether there was still room for it to go because uh yeah cool all right oh, yeah. um so what is the story here um well we've got our boy tanjiro 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 where's the emphasis tanjiro tanjiro okay our boy tanjiro who uses spidey smelly sense to deus ex machina <laughs> his way through this japanese van helsing um <laughs> after his entire family is slaughtered by a demon oh no 
while he's out selling coal because boy got to work. Um, yeah. He tr- Get that bread. He comes back and finds his entire family dead, except for his younger sister, who um, mm-hmm. is half dead. Um, and she, lo and behold, turns into a demon herself. Um, mm. They roll about in the snow, um, which... Not in that way. Pervs. Mine's <laughs> out the gutter. I mean, <laughs> might be. You never know. Um, they roll oh, about no. in the snow, and the, the sister tries to kill him. And he's like, no, naughty sister. You won't do that. Bad. Bad sister. Bops her on the nose and um, he cries a lot. Some dude comes along. A demon slayer comes along to try and kill the sister. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he, he decides, no, I'm not going to do that. You can keep your pet demon sister. And instead... <laughs> only after I've gagged her. Only after I've gagged her, which we will get to. And um, <laughs> then he decides he's going to send this kid to demon slayer school because apparently he's shown enough oomph <laughs> enough gusto yeah, enough guile and gumption yeah to uh just he can go be a demon slayer now um and mm-hmm. uh he gets trained by uh spoilers prediction of the week his dad because oh, here we go that's 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 my prediction of the week that this is his dad that trains okay. him um and he then spends the next mm-hmm. two episodes falling down and training and getting hit and copping out of exciting fighting scenes that we never get to see yeah. uh, so yeah, general thoughts then after the, uh, <laughs> I can kind of gain, gauge most of your point of view on this from, from that wonderful overview that you gave us. But mm. how, how did you feel about this after leaving episode three? Um, I was excited to see where it went. I feel like there's a lot more um, training to come from, like we, we sort of finished the initial mm. training, but then it's like now we've got to go enter a competition or enter a taught i don't know a thing we've got to do a tournament arc yeah yeah and and really i want to get to the um the demon slaying that that would be good as well but i guess hey the namesake i mean there's so much so much to speak about this show with regards to its good points like there's loads of like the fucking Mm. animation Uh, you know as as we get through this we'll, we'll we'll bring shit up but like there is it's impressive it's definitely um different again from a lot of things we've looked at um but it's also very similar to a lot of things that we've uh seen before in terms of mm. structure and uh concepts i feel um yeah shall we start with characters then um right. we've got our main boy yeah tanjiro uh what, what were your thoughts on him i mean he's a he's a main boy like he, he he's every main boy <laughs> yeah he is he's very and he's, he's he's a nice boy isn't he and uh, uh mm. he he just wants to look after his family and he's very um resolved when it comes to like making those life decisions about saving his sister i'm going to save her and i'm going to make gonna turn a human again um yeah he, he's got a weird birthmark on is that a birthmark on his forehead like um it's a it's a scar okay okay on his forehead we don't see how he gets it though as far as i'm aware oh um, ever where I'm at at the minute, uh, so I'm anime only, so I've just seen the series and the movie. Okay. Um, I've not really got an explanation for it yet. Do they um, even I'm mention assuming. it? Nobody really talks about it. <laughs> Nobody me. says, it's what's that like... big scar in your... I mean, I guess in real life, you I might I mean, if you went up it. to somebody... Yeah, but this is anime, dude. <laughs> <They've> got... <laughs> this is anime. Like, the first thing you should, sh- there should be is like, hey, you've got a big scar on your forehead. How do you get it? Like, 
And then we can have this big full-on episode of exposition where they just go back in time and reminisce about... Oh, yeah, I... Uh, flashback to... Well, when I was but a boy, my father dropped me on my head, which is why it's so hard. <laughs> when I was but a boy, my father gave us matching scar tattoos so that when we were reunited again, we would be recognise each other. It's strange ah. that I've only ever seen my trainer with his mask on. Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> with his big-ass nose. Mm. Bigger Tengu mask, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Tanjiro is just super. He's too precious for this this world of demons and death. But he's he, got a superpower. Always... Yes, he does have a superpower, which is the power to smell real good. Mm. Not as in he smells good, but he can. Yeah, I mean, he might smell real good as well. well. You'd think if you had super smelling powers, you'd make sure you smelt good because you'd always be able to smell yourself. So like you'd all you'd probably you probably would smell amazing because you'd, you'd have such a sensitive nose be, to your own smell. Yeah, you'd panic about other people being. Oh, can they smell that? Yeah, man, that's trudging through like, the even, woods even all day. A, I'm sweating. Yeah. Anything like he, through that training arc, you don't you see him you see him shower in the waterfall. Maybe that's how he gets rid of the smell. Uh, but like he's got to be putting I mean, up with some serious smells. This is definitely also kind of old timey Japan. So soap and general herbal things probably aren't kicking around for everybody to use yeah especially if he's in this weird shack in the woods yeah it begs the question how how with the overpowering odor of his own body how does he smell these <laughs> other things going on in the forest and how does he smell <laughs> the scent of someone putting up who's put up a trap he's put the they've tied up this giant log I can to trap smell them smell human hands setting traps <laughs> and each one is slightly different apparently because the same person can't put up each trap. Um, There's such yeah. His nose power is really. And how does that mean you can tell what thin. trap it is? Like, oh, yeah. I can smell someone, so it's a log that's going to swing down and hit me, rather than a load of spikes under my feet. Speaking of those log traps, they come at him at some speed. Yeah, how is he alive? Like, like he... <laughs> it cracks him in the back of the head. And I was like, he's done. That's it. Yeah. Now I, I see. Now Nezuko is the protagonist. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's Nezuko? The uh... The the sister. The sister. Right. The uh the the strong female character who's not allowed to speak. Who is not allowed to speak. Um should we should we talk about I mean we haven't really done justice to the ridiculousness of that smelling power. Like they they yeah, introduce it, it very early of... on with him walking him walking through the market and he smells the cat mm-hmm. on the broken on, on the broken pot. Um which <sighs> It, it's weird when it happens and then you're like, oh, that's why you did that. You just wanted to lay the groundwork for this yeah. insane smelling ability. Which... But everybody else just accepts it as well. It's yeah. like, just as if it's common as anything. Well, it's like, oh yeah, he's got a good sense of smell, so... Yeah, well, it, it is common because the trainer dude's got it as well. Hey, he's got a smell just <laughs> like yours. As if... as Maybe if that's why he's got the no- long out of, nose. Out of all the potential abilities you could develop, like, this is a re- renowned one, like, this is a well-known mm. thing that could happen... And could be developed as if, like, oh no, this guy's got super strength, but he doesn't have super smell. Super smell trumps super, super strength every time. Every single time. But even then, they try to explain how super strength might come about later on in the third episode. Oh yeah. Um, When they talk about the the total concentration breathing. I like that. I thought it was, I like that they attempted to explain it. Yeah. But we don't get any kind of explanation. Even if they'd said, oh, Tanjiro's nose acts like a dog so he can kind of react (laughs) to things faster. You know, like something like that. But they don't. They just go, ah, your nose good. That's mean you dodge trap kind of well. 
And that's all, yeah. that's like the, the brunt of it, the explanation. Yeah. But then the girl in episode three explains in quite good detail. She goes, Oh, well, this entire concept is you control your breathing. You increase your heart rate. That improves your blood throat, blood throw, blood throw. I'll throw my blood at you. Yeah. Take that. <laughs> uh, your blood flow. Yeah. And then you're stronger. So that's how the kind of the demon slayer core supposedly able to keep up. So that's a good explanation. I actually, when I was watching that, I was actually feeling myself breathing more and thinking, yeah. This could work. Was, yeah. If I breathe strong, better yeah. and they, you know, physical exercise, it's all about controlling your breathing. You know, you, you, there's, mm. there, there are logical things in real world physical training that like, you know, breathing is a key core element. So like it makes sense. It builds on that existing law, which is fun. And yeah. I like the diagrams. I like the way the blood went through the body and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. We see it oxygen. kind of flowing through. It's a good, good piece of animation. It is uh, a very good piece of animation. Like a good visual. Yeah. And then, you know, you're just reminded again that he can smell where knives are <laughs> and you all, you all just kind of falls apart. And I'm like, mm. yeah, you try. I mean, again, it, this is another thing that I think will come up a fair amount of times with Demon Slayer is that this idea of the breathing power harkens back to a lot of old school shonen properties where uh, mm. in, like in Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, you had the entire first part was about controlling your breathing to gain these supernatural powers. And in a lot of, Especially like yeah, like martial arts style. It is, it's, yeah. It's uh, the, the exhale, the, the exhale breathing. to improve your power. Yeah, mm. it's good shit. Uh, but Demon Slayer just does it well. It does it really competently and explains it efficiently and believably for that part. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, and yeah, you mentioned the sister. Let's talk about um, what's she called? Uh, mm. Nezuko. Nezuko. Mm. Mm. Yes. Yeah. What I. I can see people b- being concerned and especially like uh, my co-workers uh, because Demon Slayer is so big in Japan. There's art of it everywhere. Yeah. And my co-workers have frequently gone because they know that I'm the anime guy. Yeah. They go, Sam, why is that girl wearing a gag? Mm. I thought this was a kid's show. And I have to explain, uh, well, she's a demon. And so to stop her from bite and the- and you can just see their eyes glassing over mm. as I try to justify okay. this. Right. I'll, I'll, kind of I'll give art. you your moment. Justify it to me. Justify it to me and the audience, please. Oh, God. <laughs> um, okay. Law wise. Yes. It makes sense because demons are supposedly unable to control their inhibitions. They have to eat, they have to feed. And we see multiple examples of Nezuko resisting this, but not fully. She's drooling, she's which is a whole other layer to the even though it's <laughs> to the even uh, though it's several times that one well, is it the instructor or I don't know, there's some voiceover dude that says, I know she will never eat a human or something like that. Yeah, that's the, the instructor. Yeah. But they still keep it there because that's her character trait and we can't let her speak. Okay, carry on. Ever. <laughs> carry on. So she, she, she wants to bite people. Yeah. She wants to bite people. She wants to eat their, eat their flesh, mm. drink their blood. So that she, that's like a natural instinct for a demon, but she's trying to resist it. And I guess within the law, Giyu reasons that if we put the gag in, then it is like a physical, barrier there that reminds her every time she starts to chew down on it that no i shouldn't eat them i, I can't I, otherwise that's when the demon slayer core is going to come and get me outside of the actual narrative the author of the uh, manga is a woman and you could argue that she's still trying to write an interesting character even around this limitation but I can see why it's problematic. If you look at the nature of the magazine it's published in and who it's aimed at, i.e. Shonen Jump and young teenage boys, 
you can see why maybe they're not as interested in hearing what Nezuko has to say, but more interested in looking at her and going, oh, pretty girl with slight BDSM coded. <laughs> yeah, it's, mm. it's it's also weird that like a part, a part of my first thought there was, well, she doesn't talk anyway. She just growls. But there are other demons that do talk. So that's the character mm-hmm. trait of her, that she just doesn't talk and growls. Um, right. You've kind of you've kind of got around my big issue because you said that it's a reminder to her that she shouldn't mm. bite. Because my big concern was her fucking hands aren't tied. She can just take the gag out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just pull it out she whenever just, she wants. Whenever she wants, just just take it out. Like, yeah, I'm going to bite you now. Like, there is no. It just seems a really sort <laughs> There's of nothing stopping her. No, <laughs> and like the the drool, it must be really uncomfortable. Like the, the saliva that mm. must be developing around that um, gag. I imagine it's really uncomfortable being a demon anyway. <laughs> the fact, like, when especially you see when you can't eat the first time. Yes, yeah, you're definitely, and you've just got to sleep off any damage for two years, well, however long it is. It's six months at this point, which <laughs> over over six months because we've got the first the first year of oh, yeah. trading on the mountain. And then another six months after that. No, another year after that, because there's, there's six months where Tanjiro is working by himself. There is. And then there's six it, months it, it, when it, the ghosts are. It time jumps quite uh, quickly in the third episode. But like, there's a line, there's a line in the sub in the third episode where it tells, it tells us that, um, or he's narrating in his head. He's talking to himself in his head and he says, she's been asleep for six months. And the sub reads, um, Something like, uh, it's not normal for her to stay asleep like this. <laughs> it's like, well, no fucking... Really? No. <laughs> right. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> like, um, Thanks, Tanjiro. Yeah, absolutely. Look, he's got a heart of gold, but not. he's not got all the uh, all his light bulbs switched on. Speaking of the narration, the inner narration, there's a lot yeah. we get that you don't see anyone actually talking. And it's not like a criticism or anything. It's just an observation that like... A lot of the talking mm. goes off away from character faces. So does that make sense? Yeah. A lot of the conversations Wait, like, happen. It's, a, it's an internal monologue or that it's actual conversations. Both, are. both. You get a lot of internal mm. monologues, but then you all, even, even some of the conversation, it's like happening while they're looking at a different part, part of the scene or like it's not, mm. it's not mouth oriented. They're facing away yeah. so we don't have to see the mouth flaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And w- which is another cunning director's trick to make sure that there's less to animate and you can keep things looking pretty by showing like panning shots of the back of the character's head or the <laughs> delightful backgrounds, which to be fair, the backgrounds are gorgeous. Yeah. Like all of those snow capped mountains in the first couple of episodes mm. are just wonderful to look at. They are like the, the, it, they even do, was it, I can't remember if I'm remembering this right, but I'm swear you were like um, amazed at one of the, shows we watched where they like blurred out the foreground and the background or and the background like in animation and mm. you were like you were quite surprised that they'd done that and they did that a lot in here like blurring out foregrounds and backgrounds which yeah. respectively to sort of like emphasize certain scenes and it was really cinematic and yeah beautiful yeah um i did want to mention that because that's byproduct of this studio in particular right. so the studio who uh animated this are called ufo table um, and they are known for their work on the Fate series, uh, which is another like big budget, high profile property. Cool. And their bread and butter for the past kind of ten years has been integrating two um, D and three D into right. their animation as seamlessly as possible. So they'll create a three D rig, animate over the top of it, or use certain shaders to make it look like it's a two D drawing. Yeah. Um, 
and we see lots of like small instances of it, like usually in mid to long range shots, we see a 3D model of Tanjiro who's sliding down on the snow or running you through the trees mm. in the forest versus whether that was hand-drawn. And that leads to more going on in a scene and looking like stuff's happening. But yeah. because it's just far enough away and they can then, like you were saying, focus in and out of the shot because it's 3D, yeah. they can make it look like it's, 2d and they can make it they can almost create this illusion that there's this constant motion and this constant level of animation that looks hand-drawn but is actually 3d they're one of the best in the business at doing so it so when you when, right. the only... do, when are you just when you say 3d do you mean like is that like mm. shorthand for 3d digitally created like because th- you can draw 3d images like just because it looks 3d doesn't yeah. mean that it's not animated yeah it's actually it's not drawn. animated yeah no w- when i say 3d and cg um i mean like there's an actual rigged 3d model right similar to how you'd have a video game character modeled yeah in a 3d space um okay. so when i use that term that's what i mean by that it's a 3d model existing on 2d background and is that and moving around a 2d plane is that perceived in the anime community as not strictly anime and that's why it's not necessarily that's why you have to sort of make sure that it's done in this 2d it has to be good it has to be super good because 3d and anime has been done for a long time but when it's when 3d and cg and anime is bad it is horrendously noticeable and it takes you right out of it think of things like citrus in the background shots where you see lots of like copy pasted models all walking in sync versus the characters there right whereas with ufo table and uh in fact, a better uh, example would be, think of Beastars. That right. entire anime, aside from a couple of 2D shots, is 3D rigs moving around 3D space. Okay, cool. Like, the st- studio who does Beastars, uh, Studio Orange, are the masters of this. Right. They're the only people who I think can get away with making a full 3D anime, whereas UFO Table uses it sparingly to improve their shot composition and direction. Yeah. And to deliver insane anime. like. Cool insane battle sequences which we'll get to later down the line in this show but also in the fate series are just dude literally the greatest fight scenes ever put to film or animation it's it's utterly absurd right okay well i mean don't set the bar higher anything um but uh, it's uh, <laughs> i look forward the to the hyperbole to that. is strong yeah um okay cool yeah i mean th- th- the thing the scene that keeps coming to my mind and it's really early on but mm-hmm. like when he's walking through the snow and you see the footprints they look really 3d animated um is, mm. would that be likely that that was 3d or is that like just good drawing likely the yeah. the snow effects in general in that first episode are definitely 3d like there's a moment where ginyu charges tanjiro during their first like little scuffle yeah and then he slices and then the flurry of snow that gets kicked up right, yeah. is quite visually a 3d okay um sfx yeah. like special effect whereas so i wouldn't be surprised if the modeling for the snow was done in 3d and then they hand animated tanjiro trudging through in the background okay cool um should we get on to um that dude the uh demon slayer dude what's he called Giyu. yes Giyu. Uh, Giyu. 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 yeah guy you can you force yes Dragon Ball Z references oh, going of course. Head. Yeah, I, I, I knew. I knew. I just uh, didn't want to say anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh. absolutely. Okay. Giyu. Um, he's... Yes. He's, a, he's an angry little man, isn't he? He, uh, he? he doesn't like the fact that our protagonist is 
upset over his the turning of his sister into a his demon. His last family member being a demon. Yeah. <laughs> and he even plays that through in his thoughts. He's like, I know he's had his entire family killed. I know that his sister's a demon. He must be going through absolute trauma right now. But will he stop fucking crying? <laughs> <laughs> what a pansy. Yeah. But... That that's something I think is quite interesting with Giyu, is like he turns up and he's this stoic badass that they all are almost even the other shots. dude is that comes in in episode three, Fox yeah. Fox Boy, Fox Boy who has a a strikingly similar pattern on his uh, on his uh, uniform to another stoic guy that we have met in the snow. Mm. 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 <laughs> mm. <laughs> but yeah, no, I like that he turns up. He's got like no emotion. He's just here to do his job. He kind of feels for him. But then there's this switch. So when Tanjiro decide, like, gets into the pleading position and starts begging, then that's when Gyu's anger yeah. comes out. Um, yeah. But like... I like his... It's, hmm? it's, it's like he's almost going into that thinking, here's a potential candidate for Demon Slayers. Mm. Because like... That's a normal reaction. Like he, he if yeah. he's if he's killed thousands of demons, there must have been occasions when he's come across humans who like don't want them to you to kill their family members, and like you'd think that would be a normal yeah. response. So it's almost like yeah, he's, it's almost like he's trying to bake Tanjiro to to act, isn't he? Yes, yes. And boy, does he act! Oh, dude, it's so good. No, no, Sam, no, what? Sam, it's not. What? That is the most Okay, bullsh- tell me why it's not. That is the most bullshit throw of a hatchet I have ever seen in my life. Like <laughs> what the f- he throws he throws a stone at his head to distract him while with his non-dominant hand he flips the hatchet up over his own head so that it comes down and nearly and and comes down at an angle that he doesn't see but still pins to the tree behind him. Like it is utter bullshit that he is that good with a hatchet and he's not even he's running at pace he's not even concentrating on where he's throwing it and the it's just no no thank you very yeah, much but, but will but will what it looks cool though no no <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's like this. it does look you've got to admit there's a level of badassery there like but it's, it's so it's out it's of a level character. of strategy you don't see. <laughs> yeah, admittedly. Like where has he learned this? Got the first... Where has he learned this skill from when he's delivering coal to all his fucking townsmen? Like he, you... has, he has to distract the cat from breaking the pot by throwing the stone at the guy's face, which is why he's got the nosebleed. And then he throws the the uh, the hatchet across to chop the the coal and the wood. No, whilst he takes the pot no. from being broken by the cat. <laughs> like they do, they do mention. There's <laughs> a very convoluted story. Um, they, they, they do. Um, they do mention that he's he, they chop wood because like the beginning mm. one of his brothers or friends or some other dude that dies he says um <laughs> he, he says right off his entire dead family like yeah. that it's it's just one of the many corpses we see in this in oh this my episode. god um he's just a walking corpse isn't he at the end of the day he's just a oh some, dude a honestly the f- the fact that we start in media res of him walking with Nezuko on his back and then it's just like ah look this is my happy family it's just every <laughs> you get a death flag you get a death flag everybody gets a death flag yeah and it's really confusing because sh- she's alive and it's like immediately it's like everyone's dead everyone's dead she's dead she's the first person he sees and it's like oh she's mm. dead on the floor hmm that's odd um maybe she was feasting on the baby brother 
Oh, think about oh, think God. about that, dude. Think about think about that. That this whole time, it's like she can never eat a human. If she eats a human, you have to kill her and then kill yourself. Which bloody hell! Like, all right. Oh yeah, that's that's yeah, it's a bit harsh. <laughs> but imagine if all this time it's been for nothing because she's already eaten a human. Damn. Yeah. And yeah. So anyway, he he chops wood. Oh God. He, he likes chopping wood with his brother, but he can't do that. And his brother's really jealous because he's going to pay the bills rather it's than going to chop town. wood. Um, but still, he, there's no way he's pulling off that maneuver. It's just not happening. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I still think it looks cool though. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even see it until the flat until you see uh, Giyu's point of view, and it's like, oh, that's what he did. Like. You know what? It, it reminds me of like early door Naruto when the fights actually had a level of subterfuge and misdirection to them. And I think that's why it sticks with me so much is because I'm so used to my shonen being, again, teenage boys screaming mm. and firing energy at each other. Yeah. That the second that somebody shows like an inch of strategy that isn't my big laser beam is better than your big laser beam. I'm like, oh my God, he's a tactical genius. Yeah. Uh, but I guess. Um, I mean, it doesn't do anything on, like, Vinland Saga and those sorts of, like, strategic oh, no. maneuvers and stuff. Um, but. Definitely not. It, I, it, it, I like what they're trying to do, but I just think it's such a bullshit maneuver. Like, <laughs> it's just never happening. And he's got no skill set for this. And it's just not, there's no sort of inkling that that's what he's, I mean, it, the kind of is, he looks like he's, he's got a look of, um, Calm determination. calm determination on his face that you sort of might infer something's going on, but yeah, I'm calling bullshit. And like, the, and the the framing of it as well, like with him running, is that we can't see his hands because he's hiding them behind his back. Like, yeah. we're pretty much there with Giyu in terms of not knowing what he's doing. We think he's just gonna get wrecked, and he does get wrecked anyway. He does get wrecked. Like, anyway, it's yeah. it's essentially a suicide attack. But yeah, I don't know. yeah, like yeah, I, I can see that it being bullshit. Like he, but I also he, think it looks damn good. Like also, he, he when when the dude late, later on says, "If she ever eats anyone, you've got to kill her and then kill yourself." He doesn't bat an eyelid, mm-hmm. but then that makes sense, I guess, because here he is like he's only by chance not impaled on Giyu's sword here. Like he could have quite easily, instead yeah. of knocking him out, just run him through with his sword, and then he's dead. His sister's dead. Everyone's dead. Everyone's dead. That entire first thing with Giyu as well, like the happenstance of Tundra just falling just right so that uh, he gets his top knot chopped off, <laughs> but not like the rest of his spine and head. Yeah. Luckily, the snow was there to break his fall. Did you Did you, ah, yes. did, did you catch that lovely um, poetic line uh, where it's like, the, the, <laughs> yeah. the snow broke my fall, but the snow made but it me slip. Snow. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> two birds so deep, in bro. the bush is worth bro. more than sevens in the cook oven i don't know um yeah i know man i'd eat seven birds you'd eat seven birds what without any yeah, dressing small birds Just sort of like what you're talking quails like yeah maybe a quail or a wren I'd eat a qu- could you eat a wren yeah i mean like wren from shaman king no or wren as in like the bird the wren as in because i'd eat either <laughs> <laughs> wren's pretty small yeah could you eat seven wrens from shaman kings though Shaman King. Oh, oh. He did, he's he's high in calcium because he's got he does drink a lot of milk. So it, he, which one's Ren? Is Ren the one with the uh, John Travolta hairdo? Ren was the what? Yeah, ish. He was the small guy who had the the spear. The small like Rex Yo. Oh, he's got the big yeah. Oh, he, the uh, he Astro, speaks in the British accent. Astro Boy. Astro Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, 
Yeah, you could eat. You could eat a few of him. How many Mortys do you think? How many Mortys could you eat if you could eat seven? All right, fourteen easily. Yeah, twice. Yeah, I mean, I think he's half. Yeah, he's half the size of Ren, which is like, right. which is he's already pretty small. He, so, he's, you know, he's I, very could, small. I could comfortably. But he's got a Hey Arnold <laughs> head about him, hasn't he? That that might take up some. Oh, room. I didn't consider the football head. <laughs> the Stewie Griffin yeah. Hey Arnold football head. We're sounding more like demons than Nezuko is at this point, considering how many of humans we can That's eat in one true. city. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, Demon Slayer. Right, yeah, Demon Slayer. Um... So the, the, um, the, the, I'll, I'll tell you what does look dope. That fucking sword. Is it? Oh, Gyu's Yeah, sword. yeah. Is it a, is it a katana? Oh, yeah. I'm going to throw out katana. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. It's a, it's a katana. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that katana um, looks dope. Like the, the, the sort of yeah, shimmering cool. blue, the, the, the engravings and stuff. I'm like, I, w- yeah. I want that on it's my wall. <laughs> Same, right? Yeah. I like, and in, throughout this series, um, Giyu is kind of the precursor to we see a lot of uh, individualized and um, unique katanas for different characters nice. um, and I just want to it's really interesting um, I've seen whilst walking around um, out in public like little kids running around uh, shopping centres with their mums and they've got replica toy versions of different characters swords that like light up and make swooshy sound effects from the anime and you can just buy them for like a couple of like maybe thousand five hundred yen just from like a shopping center it's like what that makes me want to cry that that's so cute that's i mean it's cute but it's also like it's good that 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 it hasn't got to the point where it's like oh this is promoting violence we can't have any toys that represent any sort of weapons like when we grew up yeah (laughs) when we grew up back in my day back in my day back in my day we used to get toy guns and fire potatoes at each other from a distance i got my spud gun i'd break a couple of Cans off the shoot up off the fence uh, once or twice uh, a week. And my mother would say, "Stop wasting perfectly good taters because we need them right, for supper." I, I was going to make those into a mash tonight, and you've gone and spoilt it all. <laughs> go back to the fields, pick another bag. And then you go and well, no supper for you, like shooting me with your fucking spud gun. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> So, Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer. Um, <laughs> so the sword, yeah, that's 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 really cool though. I like I like that. I think um, you should you should just get the set and put them on your wall, just the toy versions. I think that'd be cute. Yeah, just have my collection of toy Demon Slayer swords yeah. adorning my uh, my apartment. Yeah, um, I wanted to kind of tangent slightly into that. Not that we're not tangenting everywhere anyway, yeah. but the general popularity of this show mm. and the way that it took off. Um, so like I said, it aired during the latter half of 2019 right. and it was episode 19 of this that went viral that kind of turned so many people onto the show um like a clip hit twitter a few celebrities retweeted it it went it exploded mm. and it became the number one selling anime worldwide wow like the movie ended up single-handedly saving the japanese box office <laughs> like you cannot walk down the street in this country without seeing somebody with a tanjiro flavored face mask or another <laughs> character's patented wow. patent like you see you know Giyu's, uh pattern on his um clothes yeah, yeah like you'll see people walk around with those on their face masks like this is literally a almost a once in a generation super wow. fad okay. like I, we've not seen this level of hype surrounding a show and a series since like dragon ball z and pokemon in the early 90s i guess maybe naruto not even initial wave naruto oh. i was gonna say not even really initial wave naruto kind of reached that level of hype like new movies for naruto would come out but they'd never get cinema releases yeah 
Yeah. Whereas here, yeah, I, it, like Mugen Train is out in Japan, it's out in America, it's out in the UK now. Yeah. Cool. So it's huge. Big. It's it's big fry. Utterly. Yeah, it is enormous, which is even weirder when you consider, like I said before, the manga's finished. Right. It's done. Yeah. Usually with a property like this, I mean, look at, like, Dragon Ball's still got new stuff coming out for it nowadays. Naruto has an entire spin-off about his son. Yeah. It's mad that the author's just gone, yeah, my story's finished now. They should do a sp- it's over. They should do a spin-off for each of the demons in this to, to find their yeah. backstory. Like, can we talk about that first? I know, I know we're sort of moving on from your, um, you know, gushing over how that's, big this show is. Fine. But can we talk about that first fight with a demon? Yes, please. That he, he just he walks along, happens, happen, by happenstance, happens to come across. Uh, used happen. He too smells many, something. He's happened too many times in that sentence. Um, he, he, he finds, yeah, he smells the blood. He smells the blood of this, um, basically the same situation as when he turns up at home. It's just everyone's dead. And there's this, yep. <laughs> this demon chomping away. And this one's, this one speaks oh. to him. This one's got some pretty good English and, uh, they have a chat. The the licking of the fingers and the sucking the blood off yeah. was a bit it, squeamish for me. Was it? I was, it's, I, such, it's such a deep blood. It's such a deep red, like mm. yeah, dark. It's red. fresh. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. Um, and he he decides he's gonna. Or the demon sort of doesn't really know what's going on because he smells as a demon. Or, yeah, but he doesn't know what it is. So for some reason, um, and then mm. he decides he's going to attack him and um. Our boy Aster Tanjiro needs to somehow try and defeat this guy. I gotta say, big props to Tanjiro during that. Like he gets jumped immediately, and he doesn't hesitate. He does not. He goes straight for the throat. Yes, and he slashes this demon straight across the neck with, with his hatchet. And admittedly, it doesn't work. No. It's his key weapon, the hatchet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like, props to him from from leaning down and begging not to have his sister killed to immediately internalize Giyu's, uh speech of you've got to fight, you've got to direct that energy. Like, he does it. But you give this boy a couple of seconds to consider killing somebody and then it gets tricky. Yeah. Um, can we... <laughs> the best... The best moment. The best moment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so... It made me laugh so much. It's just so out of place. I, I was howling. I was. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone knows what we're talking about if you've seen this. Um, basically, he's pinned down and he's like, I, he's struggling. He, he's so strong. This demon is so strong. It's, he reminds me of like a giant wolf. He's got this sort of like animalistic characteristics mm. and he's holding him off with and his zero hatchet. eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice the eyebrows to be fair, but fair enough. Um, he just, they just forgot to draw them on. Um, yeah, <laughs> we've got to get this episode out today. <laughs> they, Go. they release but it. But sir, his intricate eyebrows. <laughs> Leave him. We're, there's no time, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> he, he can do without it. Like they, 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 uh, The other alternative is that they just they genuinely just rushed it and forgot. And then they, they're watching it and it's release. And it's like, oh my God, this is such a good scene. Oh, fuck, we forgot the eyebrows. Oh, <laughs> goddammit. Where's the intern? Yeah. I need somebody to hit. Some dude's getting fired over this. Um, so he's, he's, uh, Tanjiro's holding off this demon with the hatchet and out of, Mm -hmm. out of left field, right field, technically, um, (laughs) you just see his sister, uh, Nezuko just come (laughs) flying out and kick boot, just basically kick his head, like punting a football, 
clean off and it just flies off and it you just no, nothing else in the frame really moves you see his head go one way and like his body is like <laughs> and Nezuko's kind of like suspended in midair yeah. like and it's Nezuko with the free kick <laughs> go um, and it's just the, the the dull pack noise of like her foot hitting his head like the thunk yeah as it just flies off screen it's brilliant but then like so it's it's an absolutely really well executed funny moment um but like logistically is this just like really good timing like because or is it um like a twilight situation where newly found vampires are super strong and destructive um mm. and then not not that oh god i've just given away my secrets um love of twilight um which it's okay bro i'm in the same boat as you <laughs> <laughs> but, all the books and the novella books not the films films suck ass actually i like i stand by the first film is a good adaptation of the book just because you can't adapt bella's inner thoughts but yeah you can show everything that happens it's a good adaptation is it a good movie no yeah fair yeah okay um so is it like that or anyway. is it so do, do we do we know why she's so much stronger than this well-established demon that's super strong. Well, is she that much stronger? She, or is it just it's the more, I timing. think she, yeah, it's the timing. Yeah. She gets the drop on him. He's so focused on like getting Tanjiro that she gets free reign to run up at full pelt yeah. and get a hit off. After that point, when she's just fighting his decapitated body, she's struggling. She's getting put on the floor. She's just getting the crap beaten out of her. Yeah. Um, so she's strong, but she's not quite figured out how to apply that yet. Yeah. Um, unless she's catching people off guard because she's not a skilled fighter. She's a small girl who's re- who's basically moving on instinct. And small or large girl, depending on what, what, what the mood takes her. Very true. Um, which the, again the, is a, a completely down. ridiculous thing. It's like, oh, demons can't survive in sunlight. They burn because they're like vampires, apparently. Um, and mm, they have vampire teeth and they like eating people. They're basically vampires. But then, yeah, <laughs> but then, how are we going to navigate this world? We can't just have them only moving through at night. I know she can grow. Get in the basket. Get in the basket. Get in the basket. We don't have to get see her for seventy percent of this. We'll just get her out at night, and she can never get in the basket. Let's go. Have a look. Stop complaining. Get in, get, in the, get in the basket. Get. You don't fit. Too bad. Shrink. Shrink. Get, get in the smaller. basket. How, how is she going to fit in a basket and be a believable size? Just shrink her. Just just draw her smaller. Her. Uh, but sir. <laughs> uh, <laughs> She's not shown like she got bigger, and that makes sense because she wants to attack and be vicious. No, she can get smaller. Get her well. in the basket. I don't care if you have to draw her smaller. No, no, no. That, get her that, in the came, damn basket. that came first. It was like, well, she needs to get smaller. It was like, well, that's not believable. Well, who's going to believe that she can randomly just have this power to get smaller? How's that ever going to help her? Well, we'll show a scene earlier where she gets bigger. She can get bigger earlier, and then that justifies her getting smaller later. And then she can get in the basket. But so- <laughs> get in the basket. The, in- but, sir, the interns no, there, like that, that shouldn't track. <laughs> and then he and then he starts talking to the intern, like you get in the basket. Get in the basket. You're done. Get in the basket. Just get in the basket. This is this is because you forgot the eyebrows. Yeah. You've got the eyebrows. Now get in the basket. In the basket. That's the weird office punishment <laughs> that everyone everyone gets if they screw up any menial job. There's a bamboo basket in the corner. Yeah. It's, like, it's like this scene didn't land as well as we wanted it to. No. Get in the basket. Fan reaction hasn't been great. Get in the, get in the basket. Get in the basket. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he um the, the 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 demon loses his head, which then sprouts. Then turns into a fucking geodude and starts attacking yeah. <laughs> shit. Oh my god. <laughs> he is a geodude. Starts like tra- going at people with just these little arms. <laughs> geodude. 
Cure dude. And the body's there still trying to fight and uh, he's fighting Nezuko and um, mm. Tanjiro's fighting the head. And it's quite Which funny. It's decides. comical. It's it's a good scene. Yeah, it's like you know that this is this really crazy powerful demon because we've seen him like launch Tanjiro twenty meters backwards through right, the air. Yeah. But actually, the scrappiness of the fighting lends an like an air of comedy to it. And I think this show kind of it errs between grim, dark fantasy violence and these quite light hearted or. Yeah. comedic insights that happen throughout. And I think that those little comedic moments do a lot to kind of sell the tone and to kind of let the characters yeah. flesh themselves out more. Like Tanjiro's reaction after Nezuko free kicks the guy's head into the tree is amazing. Like he's doesn't know whether to be disgusted by the <laughs> head, like headless body yeah. or freaked out that his sister's that strong. It's great. Yeah. And, and even the head's comments because the head comes back with, I can't believe you just kicked my head off. It's, <laughs> it's just very sort of just shocked and disgusted with it rather, <laughs> rather than in any sort what? of pain. Um, what's a demon and a human doing teaming up? That's not fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he ends up, another bullshit scene it's it's almost as bad as the hatchet where he, he ends up pinning the head to a tree mm. and chasing down the body who's fighting nezuko and he sp- spear tackles the body um off a cliff um mm. which is, looks dope like the running bit up to that scene and the actual yeah. tackle itself is dope as hell and then nezuko grabs him mid-air with no jerk whatsoever and just pulls him back onto the cliff. Gracefully pulls him back onto the Which cliff. Which is just yeah. bullshit. R- pulls me out yeah, of it yeah. so much. But, you know, up until that point, it was really good. I guess they sort of thought, yeah. let's have, they, they, they sort of let the thoughts run away with him. It's like, right, he'll, char- he'll, he'll, yeah. he'll pin the head down. He'll charge through the forest. He'll, oh, there'll be a cliff. He'll spear tackle, a, uh, spear tackle the dude now, off the cliff. And then it's like, what then? In turn? In turn? Yeah. In turn. What's next? What happens after he spears her? Um, oh, well, he... Nez- oh. Nezuko, Nezuko pulls her back. <laughs> Get in the basket now. Fuck. Yes, that's the only thing that we can do now. Now, get in the basket. Stop with your ideas. <laughs> yeah, I I like the uh, the resolution to that entire fight. Like he comes back to the head and he kind of resolves that he wants to kill it, but he can't with the head kind of screaming and shouting. And then we get this line from the teacher who emerges from nowhere. Yeah, just happens um, to be there. That stop being a pussy. Oh, I can. S- <laughs> I can smell the kindness of him. <laughs> yes, he can smell the kindness. Mm. And and post credit sequence. In another reason why my um uh theory, my my prediction of the week is that it's his dad. Because post credit sequence in episode three was like, oh, the reason he wears a mask is because the demon said his face was too kind. <gasps> Who else is kind? Um, protagonist. There you go. It's his dad. And I'm standing by it. Maybe. I'm doubling down. He's doubling down. He's all in, folks. Yeah. Leave a a chicken in the comments (laughs) if you think he's right. (laughs) Um so the honestly, we've talked about this so much but not covered anything. Like it's almost I almost feel like we need to do another episode. (laughs) But that let's quickly talk about the fucking training montage. Um Yes. That's really cool. It's a really good, really good scene. I've got, it's awesome. Apart from the smelling of everything, the, yeah. <laughs> the, the lightheartedness of a lot of the scenes matched mm. with his grit and determination. It's like, yeah, you get 
a sense of the shonen-y, I'm going to do this, I'm never going to give up, but it's done in a new, fresh mm. way that's like just light-hearted, yeah. comical, and lands, like really top draw, yeah? Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, and it speaks to the way that Demon Slayer takes these already established um, tropes of the shonen genre, especially of kind of the hero needs to have a training arc, uh, moment and he, they condense it right down into like a nice digestible uh basically one and a half episodes yeah um where he starts to master the breathing he starts to do like get the sword and i like the moments where he says today i had a sword yes He's i, I was dialogue. worse yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and like um when he hits the boulder for the first time that he needs to slice and like the the reverberations go all the way up his arm like it's it's funny and like the little wily coyote moment when he jumps off of the waterfall and he's like suspended in midair yeah. it's yeah it, it's funny it's it makes it more palatable to be like oh here's another shonen training arc yeah um and to like accelerate that time scale again by two years yeah you can buy into it more it's like he's actually worked for this and we see the results in his hands being absolutely torn to shreds like and I really liked away from- like the realism of the the way they described the katana uh, when t- how to use a katana. Like you go down the blade and and it, when you see like samurais and you see their fighting movements, obviously I know nothing about this, but it makes logical sense <laughs> to me now. Just just from that instruction that that's why they yeah. move in such a way. Like that's why they have yeah. that style because the blade is designed to be strong one way and not the other. So you have to move yep. with the blade all the time and that's why it looks that way mm. like that's never really i've always thought that's Clicks. just a unique fighting style but it's for that particular purpose and yeah it makes sense yeah katanas are made for cutting not for clashing whereas right. european broadswords yes. and stuff are made for being slabs of metal that you crush armor with exactly that's the difference like, yes mm. yeah but demon say just puts it in a really succinct way yeah exactly um, um i guess last thing that i would like to kind of to kind of put a nice little bow on everything yep. is the final scenes yes. of episode three, which is the final confrontation between uh, Tanjiro and Sabito, who is this fox masked uh, individual. Now this guy's been beating his ass for the past episode. And like, even though he's got a wooden sword, he's not been letting up on him and it ends with, okay, today is the day that I beat you. And I love Tanjiro's look here. His like long hair, He's uh, like he's covered in filth and grime, mm. and he's like, "Right, I'm going to fight you." Yeah, and it's like a Kurosawa film, and everything goes quiet, and they're both just standing there, and it's like this little monologue of head-to-head battles are decided in an instant, and I'm like they run at each other, and there's the moment like where time seems to slow above the head, and then Tanjiro's blade comes out and like splits the mask, and it's so cool. No, it's not. And no. I'm wait. Yeah, I knew it was coming. <laughs> I really wanted. And I bet a badass. And I bet you don't believe. But I don't believe what bits the boulder slashing as well. Yeah, I don't. I think it's bullshit. Yeah. Like it's basically saying, "Ha, huh, we're subverting your expectations by say by making this awesome should would be fight a really quick sort of decisive moment because that's a really cool thing to do." But then they're subverting that mm. and saying, "No, actually, there was no fight, and he just chopped the boulder." Like lol they're ghosts i guess yeah like it's basically like the first one was a a gut punch that you could take because it was like okay i see what you're doing there's nothing that Mm. could sort of live up to that hype of a fight so we're doing like a different tactical thing rather than that but then to remove that altogether and just say nah 
that, that that isn't even what happened either. It's like, what the fuck mm. did happen? What what the fuck was the whole point of that? Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I guess we do get the fight with them earlier where Tundra is on the defensive and Sabato is just like laying into him. Mm. And we do get those really cool flashes of uh, like really kinetic spins from him. And like, as Tundra even says, like his, he didn't waste a single movement. And we see that in the animation. We yeah. see that in the fight. Yeah. Again, I agree with you. It is a shame we don't get to see that properly in the final confrontation. That would have been really cool. But I, I don't know. I liked the... Like, it, it reminded me of a classic samurai movie where they're like the moment where both of their swords are going in slow motion and then Tanjiro's just accelerates for that fraction of a second. Yeah. And you see Sabato's is still moving slowly. Like, yeah. That's really fucking okay. cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I get it. I just, I was a bit pissed off because I was like, and, and where's my big fight? And also, the boulder thing, I was, it, and, and this is not the show's fault at all, but it's like in my head, it was that, um, uh what was what's that um like um not like like proverb where it's like um a thousand like how to move a mountain you you move one boulder at a time or you move one Mm. um rock at a time and you just lots of little steps i thought it was going to be like that like a thousand punches or a thousand slashes chip away away and And then eventually the last one but no it's that he's got superhuman strength because he's used good breathing um I thought that was was not yeah, as man. poetic, considering a lot of this show is trying to be a bit poetic with like some of the things and proverbs that they yeah. use. But and they do really try to sell the fact that Tanjiro does have that grit and he does have that determination. Mm. And that is basically his defining trait: is that he threw himself at this mountain yeah. and his own personal training for basically two years yeah. to get to where he is. Yeah, exactly. But it doesn't. It's not like the, here's the hurdle, the mental block that he had finally crumbled. But I guess I guess that's it. good. It's, more... it's refreshing, isn't it? Because you, mm. yeah, I'm coming around on it now. Because I think if they'd have done that, I'd have thought, well, that's just grit and determination wins over everything, like every shonen. Whereas this is here's, like here's Naruto. He's he's here to teach you about guts and determination. <laughs> yeah. Whereas this, it's like there is a specific skill that you are being taught that will help. Mm. And it will be so, like he says, yeah. take those teachings, it, like ingrain them into your soul. Mm. And like when Tanjiro finally does and he learns about the breathing and stuff, that's when he finally is able to overcome the challenge. Yeah. It's good stuff. Cool. Any odds and ends, Will? First of all, he sleeps over at a dude's house in episode one, which he should not be doing. Stranger danger. He should not be just staying over at a random guy's house overnight. Yeah, he's just vibe there, doesn't he? He just, uh, he turns up at, I think I've got his name here. It was Old Man Saburo. And his entire purpose is to foreshadow the fact that there are demons on the mountain at night. Yes. Here's another, here you go, Tanjiro. I collected these death flags for your family. Yeah. Now eat your dinner and go to bed. <laughs> um, there was a bit with, um, when he, when his sister first turns into a demon, there's like that almost Blair Witch Project's shaky camera bit where mm. she sort of stood there like the girl from The Ring or yeah. or the girl from Shaun of the Dead in the garden. Um, he's yeah. just stood there. Start throwing the records. Yeah. Tandre just starts throwing cola. at her. Yeah. Oi! <laughs> Hello! <laughs> which, I, which I thought was nice because it's sort of, at that point, you don't really know which way the genre is going to go because there's been a lot of gruesomeness stuff. Uh, gruesomeness stuff? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. A lot of gruesome uh, scenes. And you wonder whether it's going to go down the horror route. And there's sort of elements of it mm. there, which I was like, 
but then they didn't lean into it, which was nice. I thought that there was a, mm. but it'd be really cool to see a proper horror show at some point. So somewhere down the line, you'll have to try and find a, a real horror narrator, Naruto, a horror anime. <laughs> Naruto Wait, and anime. Naruto is horror enough as it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Believe it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, believe it um yeah yeah no i, I get what you mean it, like the the moment where the show could go one of two ways yes. like hangs in the balance there and we get flashes of the the horror and the gruesomeness throughout but it, it at its heart is a shonen yeah and what about you any other odds and ends fuck we didn't even um, do op there we go let's talk about the op and the ed what did you think well of uh of the op thought it was really good i enjoyed it yeah. i thought it was it was relatively simple i liked the bold outlines of the characters i thought like i liked the layered effect of the characters that the backgrounds yeah, and the foreground yeah, yeah. were separate and they were sort of slightly moving around that gave it a really nice feel to it and i liked the song i thought it built nicely i thought it was good yeah dude the song is such a banger yeah i, I love it yeah yeah like i was being conservative because you didn't sound too enthusiastic but yeah i think it's a really good song Dude, like, on repeat, like, when you've got Brendan Yuri from Panic at the Disco trying to sing it and, like, complimenting Lisa, who sang it, like, you know that you, you are on to a winner. Yeah. Um, she's the same person who did Crossing Fields for Sword Art Online. Right, because I feel like um, you've told me that story before as well. So, yeah. Yes. Cool. That probably. All tying, all tying um, in. It was probably in the SAO episode. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It, it, yeah, great song. It is, fun fact, it is the best-selling anime theme song of all time wow surprising absolutely nobody <laughs> um but it, yeah and basically cemented lisa as being all already she was this superstar but now it's like yeah she's the go-to to <laughs> to get your anime to pop off so much so that actually they didn't have a second core theme song for this show nice they were so confident in Gurenge that they just stuck with it yeah um cool. yeah I love the animation. I think the the cuts are really really nice. My only criticism really is that it is it is just like a truncated highlight reel of what's what's going to happen in the season. Yeah, it's like here's a small clip from the Boulder fight. Yeah. Here's a small clip from the next arc. The next arc. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. good. And the ED, what do you think? Um, it didn't really stand out. I mean, I thought the song was all right. Um, the, the, Again, Lisa just carries the music. <laughs> yeah. Where, what did I say? Uh, some layered stills that are still quite dramatic and powerful. Um, it moves a little bit and the story, there's a bit of storytelling in there and I like the song. So yeah, pretty, pretty good for an ED, I guess. Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's kind of like it hits the bare minimum. There's more than just stills and the, and the stills that are there are gorgeous, yeah, to be fair. Yeah. Um, and they do give a bit of background to the characters and the little clip at the end of all the presumably the main cast of the show so the main characters all having a bit of a lark around mm. um is nice so yeah and you know right i'll stop should we get I'll into the final three questions because we are running out of time i think that we definitely should okay well yes we're here it's time for our big three questions, these are the questions that we like to ask to decide if a show is worthy of getting into our magical land that is the Anniverse. Uh, they are the concept and whether it is executed well, it is if there's any major turnoffs and if uh, we want to watch more. Does it compel us to want to keep going? And in line with that first question, Will, what do you think about the concept and the execution? <laughs> 
I think this will be fairly quick. I think that this concept is pretty done, but the way this is portrayed and the, the, the slight changes into like, you know, the, the demon sister and there's, there's enough differences there to keep it interesting. And, um, I don't know. I think the execution just blows it out of the water. I think the, the, the execution is what matters here. The, 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 the concept itself is pretty, pretty mundane, pretty standard. Yeah, I c- I couldn't agree with you more. Like this concept has been done to death. Like teenage boys fighting against demons. You've got yeah. Shaman King, Jujutsu Kaisen, Bleach, Gigage, No Kitaro, all have come and done it before. But the thing that matters the most is the fact that this is done with such a level of polish and mm. finesse that you know that's why people want to keep seeing these stories. It's not about seeing anything groundbreaking in terms of story. We just want to see it done really well. And Demon Slayer, I think does manage to nail that yeah so what about what about turnoffs though are there any turnoffs i was scratching my brain about this one to be fair because i don't think really they are i mean if you're coming into this expecting strong like a strong female lead or expecting mm-hmm. um like a more traditional laser blast superpowers show you're not going to get that but i wouldn't put that as a major turnoff i no. would say I think the art is really strong. The animation is good. The music, which we didn't touch on much, but is excellent, um, carries. I think, yeah, there there isn't really anything to turn away somebody who's never seen anime before. No, I think the, the, what you said about the female characters, I think you need to come into this understanding that, um, Tanjiro is the protagonist, it's his story. And that his sister is just a side character, especially at this stage. I mean, I don't know how it develops, but especially coming mm-hmm. into the show, you you can't focus on her as a main character. It's sort of like your Pikachu to your Ash. It's your, <laughs> it's just. I need to see that fan art. Do- <laughs> I need her as a little Pikachu on uh, Tanjiro's shoulder. Or Pikachu in a basket on Tanjiro's back. Get in the basket. Yeah, get in the basket. I, I can agree with you though, that, that that's quite an apt comparison because Ash is not really anything without Pikachu. And in that same kind of way, Tanjiro isn't that much without Nezuko as a driving force. And luckily, yeah. without spoiling anything, Nezuko does come in to play her own part and her own role within the story after it finds its footing a bit later on. Cool. Um, apart from that, I think the comedy lands, so that's not a turn off. I think the blood and gore you expect, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's never too much. Like it's still in darkened rooms in the background. And yeah. It's countered by that comedic timing of Nezuko punting a penalty at the tree. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think um, there's no sketchy etchy or anything like that. And um, even with, yeah, no, I, I've lost my train of thought there. I was going to say something else, but I can't remember. So yeah, no no major turnoffs. Um, and plot wise, I think it's easy. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. There's enough there to sort of entice a new viewer without showing them too much that's going to freak them out and too much like um mm. otherworldly or do you know what i mean there's a fairly false... yeah it never gets yeah. bizarre it doesn't yes. get bizarre to the stage of like devil man exactly. even though we're dealing with demons but we we get an understanding of what these creatures are and we're explained to repeatedly like what they are but not in an intrusive way it's like a natural part of the flow of the episodes yeah so yeah cool yeah, pretty good um so... and what about our final question then will do you want to watch any more? Yeah, I do. I really do. I want to. I want to mm. find out what um, uh, Tanjiro and his dad's going to get up to uh, in this crazy ass world. Because <laughs> um, also, there isn't a dad at the village at the beginning, or am I just missing that? The dad is not 
there with them, but yes. we do see a flashback where Tandro is with his dad. Oh, where he's giving them matching scar tattoos so that they can find each oh, other yeah, yeah. later in life. When he, to cover up the fact that he dropped Tandra on his head. Yeah. Mm, it's yeah. like, uh, no, no, uh, honey, it's fine. I, uh, <laughs> I just thought this would be a good bonding experience for me and the boy. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe he dropped him on his head and then played it off as matching tattoos. He then whacked his own head on the floor. <laughs> he smashed like, his own head yeah. off a rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a thing. I, I heard about it. Uh, uh, Jim from work told me that this is something <laughs> people do to bond with their children. Um, <laughs> to Jim from the office. Um, anyway, I've been watching too much of the office. There's so w- w- what age is Tanjiro in that flashback? Do we know roughly? Oh, uh, six. Okay, seven. I so guess. long enough for his Fairly dad young. to fuck off uh, to the to go the for pl- cigarettes, go for cigarettes, and buy never a mask. come back. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and get grey hair get grey hair yeah cool cool my theory Enough still time. holds up at this stage um, it's got water so yeah I and think you can find out <laughs> this is going in right this is in the anniversary yeah I think I think it goes in yeah if it wasn't like I, I tried to come at this as critically as possible and we did talk about the um, absurdity of a lot of um, oh yeah plot holes and stuff but and again Deus I think Ex the production Machina. just yeah the Deus Ex Machinas and the fact that there's a lot of um, like the smelling power yeah. is kind of bullshit, yeah. and the fact that I don't know Nesco plucks him out of the air with like zero consequences. We've yeah. talked about the negatives, we've been critical, but I think at the end of the day, you can't argue with arguably the biggest property in the world. It's popular for a reason. We have both seen the benefits of that, even with a critical eye. Yeah, I think it gets in the universe. Brilliant, well done to so Demon Slayer. I mean, a show this big is always going to be. Um, you know, have a good shot at getting in the universe, but then you look at Naruto and that didn't. So, um, yeah. But again, You've got to look at those a, first three episodes. This is a modern property with modern, you know, studio funding and sort of mm. the in the grand scheme of anime, Naruto was fairly. Uh, well, it wasn't that early. It could it could yeah, done, it was like could have done better. early two thousands. I, I mean, with Naruto again. It gets better yeah, um, yeah, yeah. if you if you take the filler out of it. But like there are moments in Naruto that rival and exceed that of Demon Slayer. It's just you've got to slog almost four hundred episodes to get to them. Yeah, yeah. And we all know that you know they're going to put more time and effort into things that are like there's more time and there's more time to put in the effort, and there's mm. more resources to go on something that's not ever ending and that's something that's ended yeah. after like two core and a movie and whatever else exactly um, which is why i think that this model for anime production the model that demon slayer is going that jujutsu kaisen that my hero academia that one and two cores at a time hmm. creates a better product and creates a better experience for the audience because you've got that time to build the hype for the next season you've got the time for the studio and the staff to plan things out and properly animate it yeah brilliant that Right, shall we uh, wrap things up? Sam, you need to tell us what we're watching next week. We always forget I do need this to tell bit. us. We always do forget this bit. And I'm now going to spin my wheels and stall for time whilst I get the, uh, the I'll, legendary I'll, I'll document ramble, up. Whilst I've, you, I'll, I'll whilst tell you everyone, start riffing. I'll tell everyone where they can find us. So you can find us at Gateway to the Anniverse on all social medias. Things like Instagram, things like Twitter, things like Discord that we don't use. And things like Facebook that we don't use. There are places all over the world you can find us. And all you need to do is type in Gateway to the Anniverse. You can uh, like, share, subscribe, tell a friend, all the usual things. 
and make sure you subscribe in your podcast app of choice so that you get every episode you ever want um from us obviously don't just subscribe to random people we don't like other people just us. subscribe to us we're the best and i found next week's episode will okay cool cool i had no idea that's what you're looking for i was just uh doing my Daily, you're just, daily you're just doing your doing your regular plugs. Well, yeah. thank you if you've listened for this long. This thank you if you've listened this long, guys. Next week, will everybody yes. at home? Oh God, is this I episode like forty? You. No, that, this it, is episode forty. This is episode. This 40. is episode forty. Of course, yeah. It is. Next week what is episode forty-one. What am I talking about? Okay, go. So for episode forty-one, I would like you to check out Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Dragon Maid sounds exciting. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Right. We look forward to that next week. I have no idea what it is. Um, if you guys aren't joining us for Slice of Life, which is the next segment where me and Sam just chat about things we've been up to, things we've been watching. An incredible segment. A, a fantastic segment. Um, then bye. Have a wonderful week and we'll see you next week with, um, I've forgotten it already. Something bright. Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. That's the one. Dragon Maid. <laughs> see you next week, guys. Right. Take care. Bye. Now that's different. Let us know what you think of our tasty transition for Slice of Life. So, ah, Demon Slayer's in. It is a good show. I'm excited to see where it goes. It's a pretty good show. Uh, Sam, what have you been I feel like to? there's, there's oh, a level on. of pressure that's been relieved now you that reckon? Demon Slayer has been covered. I think, yeah. because It's, good. it's a fun episode. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I I agree with you. Um, I like talking about it. I like going back and watching those first uh, three episodes again. Yeah, it was good stuff. But we're not talking about Demon Slayer anymore, Will. Okay. We're talking Sorry. about what's been going on in the slice of life anime that is mm. our regular lives. <laughs> what have yeah. you been up to? Um, been okay, there's three things. You've been that, chill? There's three... Th- well, uh, I've been fairly chill. No, actually, I haven't. I've been very busy at work. So, But there are three things that I that I want to bring up. So, first of all... Okay. Um... I finally finished Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which ah oh, yeah, it's, it's I mean it's got its yeah. good points. I I like and dislike the fact that they focus so much on Falcon's like home life. Um, yeah, there's a lot of that towards the end where they sort of look at his family picture, and there's a lot around community and supporting, and mm. uh, it's so unmarvel that it's a bit jarring and a bit weird. Yeah, it's, it's no other character really has that much no. focus, God, like no. honed in on their backstory and like who they are as a person when they're not wearing the costume, with mm. the exception of maybe Spider Man, I guess. But yeah, but that's in yeah. such a lighthearted, jovial. He's a fun kid yeah. who's got a, a girlfriend. Um, this is su- such a more. This could be like you could almost make an entire show out of his home life and him trying to save yeah. his family's his family's boat and whatever else is that's going on so i reckon that was the initial script it was like uh, let's pick out one from the uh the rejected pilots list and then chuck falcon of the winter soldier on top of it <laughs> there's our b plot yeah maybe um but overall as an arc it was all right i think it had a lot of shortcomings with like generic villain um i, I think they tried to be really unique but i don't think it landed um yeah i think i think there's a lot of the, a lot of the t- terrorists yeah, and we see uh, one of the main antagonists that we're kind of set up to believe just kind of mm. is absolved by the end of it all. 
Yeah. And there's like a, there's a heel face turn from one of the characters. Yeah. Like that's played as a betrayal, but doesn't really make sense. Like knowing the character. No, it doesn't make sense knowing the character. I was like, I don't, that, that feels so false and like, yeah, just manufactured, but hey, that's that. Um, also, I've watched the first three episodes of Loki. Oh, dude, same here, dude. I love it. It's so good. It's so good. I think episode one for me, I Mm. think, is is amazing because they have so much exposition and dialogue. Episode three. Yeah. Yeah, I feel episode three is the weakest, but it's not because it's bad. I think it's just a comparison. Like episode three feels a, a lot more like high budget Doctor Who. Yes. With, like they feel like they're walking on a green screen and moving around. It feels diff- it feels like um it's a 3D animation at Disneyland. Like it feels mm. like you should be sat in a theater with 3D glasses on and 4D even with like sprays and stuff coming around. It it feels very Universal Studios. Um yeah, I which, agree. Which I didn't like because I feel like that, that it takes you out of it. Um, yeah there's a lot of good stuff in episode three and a lot of really good revelations and the final tracking shot that goes through that city as it's fallen apart see that's the shot i'm talking about though really yeah that's Ah, the shot that really feels disneyland mm. to me because like see for me it was all the build-up to that where it was i I get that and i think what they're marching across and it's like oh look i've got a three like a pretend background behind me (laughs) yeah i mean i feel like they they were trying to do a daredevil netflix sort of um all one shot um cinematic rotating corridor fight yeah corridor fight but like that's been done and this is on a bigger scale and i get i i get what they're trying to do i just don't think i just i felt it felt like it didn't land for you no it it, it just felt like i was watching it in a cinema and that i needed 3d glasses on because there was so Mm. much going on but hey yeah yeah um, oh, the, the writing was good, yeah. consistently. Yeah, exactly. And I'm loving the plot. I'm loving this whole yeah, yeah. This arc. the writer for the l- episode three is in charge of the new Miss Marvel movie. So Ooh. if it's going to be anything like the writing was for this, mm. then I'll be happy. Brilliant. And Tom Hiddleston's fucking quality. So I watch it. Oh, dude, he's amazing. I love it. like the the constant. He's talking. He's scowling. He's scheming. And then just the pause. And then the <laughs> the big smile i love it yeah yeah um or uh so finally the the final thing i want to say which is very quick mm-hmm. um can you put on the list of things to watch um yeah record of ragnarok yes okay thank you because uh, let's do that for episode 42 oh my god I... you made the call brilliant yeah uh, yeah just because I mean, it had I come up on netflix and it. i was like that looks dope i, I want to see what that's like yep Okay, cool. it's on the list. There we go, Fantastic. episode 42. Yeah, you you've got anyone who's stuck around to this segment knows two weeks in advance got, what we're listening yeah, to. look at that. Don't uh, tell anybody. It's our secret. Yeah. Uh, Leave what, a five-star review if you're going to keep your secret. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What have you been up to this week? This week, um, no, a, a lot of reading of manga this week. I finally managed to polish off uh, the Persona 1 manga, which I've been like slogging through for the past couple of months. Like... I would, I, if you want to experience the Persona 1 story, the game is very difficult to get into and very hard to find. So I thought, all right, I'll go for the manga, but the manga can be 
pretty boring and right. I found it really hard to get through but I didn't want to drop it because I still wanted to know what was happening so yeah. I've just been torturing myself on and off for the past like six nice. months with this thing so it's finally done um, and I've picked up Blame which has what might be my favourite chapter of manga ever in that it's a 27 to 30 ish page chapter and there's no dialogue Wow. It's just establishing shots and character reactions and dude that like oh blew my mind. It was cool. so good. And it still um, lands, so that's yeah, awesome. It still lands. You know exactly what's happening all the way throughout that chapter. Um you never lost. My like the later chapters it starts to get a lot harder to follow. There's a lot of kind of uh singularity technology starting to mess with the fabric of space and reality stuff that's going on that is kind of difficult to follow but right yeah it's pretty good other than that the only other big thing that i've uh done this week is that this week was the 30th birthday of my beloved sonic the hedgehog <laughs> and uh <laughs> to uh to celebrate they put on a symphony concert which was incredible. Like I put it on in the background whilst I was reading uh, this week. <laughs> what? And a symphony concert. Oh, dude, honestly, so good. The first half of the, the orchestral orchestral concert was um, remixes and rearrangements and medleys of the first uh, 2D and oh my God. Uh, 3D games. That's insane. And w- then was it continuous or did they break it up into yeah. songs? It was just continuous. Uh, uh, it wasn't continuous. Oh, well, right, it okay. was continuous for the medleys, but then there would be a pause, and then it'd be the next game would be introduced, and then it would be a medley of that wow. game. Wow! Then it hit the halfway point. Oh, so I'm sitting there like, oh, this is really nice, like some orchestral version of Green Hill Zone, beautiful. Halfway point hits. They go, fuck it, or like vocal tracks. Let's go, and it's just this like. So I don't know if you ever played Sonic during like the 2000s, where it was butt rock grunge metal which were all the theme songs no no hearing that again with an orchestral backing and the original singers coming back out to do it was fucking incredible (laughs) i I cried i'm not gonna lie guy i i was done the nostalgia was too much yeah oh that sounds that's that i i am sort of jealous that you've managed to have that sort of emotional journey uh and that and that sort of payoff <laughs> at the end that sounds pretty cool, but I, I can't relate unfortunately. But no, that sounds really interesting. Sounds like a really cool, a cool sort of show that they've managed to yeah. do. Awesome, great stuff. Yeah, and that's about it for me. So brilliant. And that wraps up my slice of life for the day. Awesome. Okay, so thank you everybody for listening and for getting this far. Um, We've done all our plugs. Obviously, hit us up. Let us know what you think. If you enjoyed Demon send Slayer, send us a message. Send us an email. It'd be weird if you haven't, but yeah, if you, considering what we've heard. But yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, send us a message, and we will uh, see you next week in the universe. Bye, guys.